1: You're listening to
0: a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hi there, I'm Claire Murphy. This is Mamma Mia's daily news podcast, The Quickie. And coming up, it's a new year and a whole 365 days to plan for. But could a new way of handling your finances help get you there with more in your pocket? Before we take a look at loud budgeting, let's find out what's happening around the world with today's headlines, Thursday, February 8th. Prince Harry has returned to America after a whirlwind trip to visit his father, King Charles, following his cancer diagnosis, while his brother, the Prince of Wales, returns to work. William had taken some time off to support his family after his wife, Catherine, underwent abdominal surgery last month, planning to return to public duties once Kate's recovery was well underway. But his father's health condition has meant William has had to return to public life earlier than planned, hosting a Windsor Castle investiture ceremony where he received well wishes from attendees for his father's quick recovery. Harry meanwhile spent about 45 minutes with his father at Clarence House before heading back to Heathrow Airport where he was seen in the VIP area just 24 hours after he'd arrived. The family of missing Victorian woman Samantha Murphy have again been left with no answers after items found during the search that were believed to be of interest turned out not to be connected. Samantha left her house in Ballarat East just after 7am on Sunday for her regular 20km run. CCTV captured her from a nearby home at 7:15am on the street, but she hasn't been seen since. Police saying they found items in bushland where she was headed, but they've since said they have no connection to the missing woman. Murphy's husband says his wife runs in the area daily and knows the bushland paths well, but there are concerns she may have fallen into one of the many disused mine shafts in the area or succumbed to the heat, with temperatures in the mid-30s on the day she disappeared. A US journalist who was fired from his job after racist text messages were revealed during a court case his then-employer Fox News was facing has secured the first American interview with Russian President Vladimir Putin since the start of the war in Ukraine. Tucker Carlson was granted the interview due to him not being pro-Russian or pro-Ukraine but rather pro-American. The Kremlin spokesperson saying they'd been approached by other media outlets but they all take a very one-sided position and would unlikely be useful. Carlson posted a video on social media explaining that Americans deserve to understand Russia's view of the war. Just a week after Superstar Pink was spotted hanging out at Bondi with her husband and kids, another huge celebrity couple has been spotted in Sydney. Just hours after touching down in Australia, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker stopped in at Bondi Tony's Rock and Roll Burger, then headed to Funky Pies, a vegan pie shop in Bondi. They're travelling with two of Kardashian's children, 11-year-old Penelope and 9-year-old Rain, along with the pair's new son together, three-month-old Rocky. Barker will join his bandmates at their first Aussie show at Perth's RAC Arena. On Thursday. That's the latest from the Quickie Newsroom. On the way, we chat to Mel Brown about how getting loud about your finances could do your hip pocket a world of good. It seems the trend in language in the past few years or so is to do everything quietly. We quietly quit our jobs in 2022, meaning we didn't throw a massive tantrum and storm out. Instead, we just slowly stepped back from responsibility in protest against the prevailing hustle culture. In opposition to that, there was quiet thriving, where you make changes to your workday to slightly shift your mental state and feel better about the job you do. We also saw the introduction of quiet luxury, made popular by the TV show Succession, where really rich people don't flaunt their wealth by showing off their big brand clothes and accessories. Rather, they wear clothes that scream expensive, but never in a way that loudly declares its origins.
1: And everyone's laughing up their sleeves about your date. What? Why? Because she's brought a ludicrously capacious bag. What? What's even in there? Flat shoes for the subway or lunch pail? I mean, Greg, it's monstrous. It's gargantuan.
0: There was also a viral TikTok trend of silent walking, something many of us would just refer to as walking. But for those opting into the trend, it was getting out for a stroll sans headphones. But while we were all doing these things quietly or silently, something else was going on a cost of living crisis. And it's pushed some to consider whether it's time to get loud. Let's get
1: Loud budgeting is a new concept I'm introducing for 2024. It's the opposite of quiet luxury. But if you know any rich people, you know that they hate spending money. So it's almost more chic, more stylish, more of a flex. It's not, I don't have enough, it's, I don't wanna spend. So it's like, if your friend texts you, I wanna hang out, you say, I don't wanna spend gas money on coming to you to hear you talk about your ex for three hours.
0: That's TikToker Lucas Battle, who coined the term back in January. The comments under this post explain how others are already getting into the loud budgeting trend. I just started thrifting and loud budgeting is a great description of how I feel. Just like bragging to my friends about my fines.
2: Someone said that spending money is an ick in 2024 and now I'm living by that.
0: Me box dyeing my hair,
1: doing my own nails and wearing $20 dresses. Not because I'm broke, but because why would I spend my money? I just kind of love hitting people with, sorry, that's not in my budget. Instead of, sorry, I'm broke as fuck.
0: For the more than 3 million Australians who currently live below the poverty line, loud budgeting is just everyday life, having to make decisions based on the dollars left in the bank. But the cost of living crisis has shown so many more of us just how close we could all be to falling below that line too. So how do we best budget for 2024? And is becoming a penny pincher really the way to go? The best person to ask about this is Mel Brown, best-selling author of Unfuck Your Finances, multi-award-winning entrepreneur, host of Me is What the Finance podcast and avid lover of designer shoes. Mel, you openly admit your love of fancy footwear, which puts you squarely in the quiet luxury department, the opposite of loud budgeting. How do you feel about this concept?
2: I absolutely love it. So I hate the B word, as you know, budgeting. So I think that loud budgeting, the term could put people off. But I actually, whilst I embrace quiet luxury in that I don't love wearing labels or having people look at me and go, oh, so that's this label and this label and this label. I am all about saying to people, you know what, I can't catch up with you this Saturday night for that bougie lunch because I'm saving up for a trip to go see my husband overseas or because I'm saving up for Renault's. So. Allow budgeting is simply talking about your financial goals and having people realize that's your priority. I'm so for it.
0: It's interesting because earlier this year, we talked about having accountability partners where when you're setting a goal, it pays to have someone that you actually speak to about it because when you vocalise it with somebody, the chances of you being successful at it and doing regular check-ins actually increases by like quite a huge percentage. Mm. Do we see this kind of working from this perspective too? If we vocalise what our financial goals are, our chances of them succeeding might be a little
2: higher? Definitely. So, if I'm telling a peer and we're holding each other accountable, that is absolutely going to speed that forward. But then imagine if your whole peer group knows and they understand this is really important. And if they are for you, like if they are a real friend, they're going to support you in that and even challenge you if you go to do something against that. If they're not, they're potentially going to be going, oh, come on, that's not really important. You want to come and hang out with us because, I mean, we're all inherently selfish, right? But yes, I absolutely believe this could hold us even more accountable to our goals.
0: Could it backfire on us though, Mel, because if we do vocalise that, no, we're not going to do that bougie lunch, as you said, because, you know, I'm saving up for A, could our friendship groups kind of turn around and go, well, Mel's already told us she's saving up, she's penny pinching, so we just won't even invite her?
2: They absolutely could. And I think it's more than just dropping that bomb every time and saying, no, I can't. No, I can't. It's sitting your friends down and saying, hey, this is what's really important to me and this is what I'm saving for, but I still really want to hang out. Can we drop a bougie lunch to one a month instead of once a week? Because I can totally do that. Or can we swap this behavior instead? Or maybe I just have to miss out on a few things if you keep doing it, but please invite me to X, Y, Z. So it's just vocalising what's important to you, knowing that, sure, you might miss out if your friends continue to do something that's different to what you want to do.
0: Mel, how important is this movement to start talking about our finances out loud? Because we are notoriously protective of our financial situations. We don't want to be judged on it quite a few of us never even look at our own finances because we're so terrified of them. How important is a move to just saying these things out loud?
2: I think it's really important. Let's be really clear. We're not saying, hey, this is my credit card debt or this is what I'm earning or things that maybe might bring shame. We're talking about goals, which most of us are excited about. But it's really important maybe for the first step to figure out, are they your goals? Are they something you're really excited about? And then sharing those, I can only see an upside for that. And that can then start a conversation with other friends to say, hey, what's your goals? What are you excited about? What are you saving for? Talking about money, just like we talk about anything else, is only a positive thing.
0: Now, we can all talk about these goals till the cows come home, but unless we actually enact them, they're not going to come true. So what are your sort of top tips for 2024 for those of us who might be considering loud budgeting? And to be honest, it actually sounds like something we can all really kind of participate in, which is really exciting. What are your top tips for those who are loud budgeting and who really actually want to make this work for themselves in 2024?
2: Yeah, so first of all, figure out what your goals are. So we don't want them to be our friends' goals or our parents' goals or society goals. Make sure they're goals you're really excited about. So start there because just investing because I think I have to, that's not going to get you excited and start loud budgeting. You're going to easily be convinced against that. So one, what are your goals and get excited about them. Two, figure out what that means for you for the next 12 months and then break it down to what's the action steps that you need to start taking tomorrow. Is it that you need to learn more? Is it that you need to find more cash? Is it that you need to... Put a money date with yourself in the diary to make sure this happens. For me, it's goals, education, and then action steps. They're the three big ones.
0: Can we just talk about action steps for a minute? What kind of things can we put in place to just get started on this road? Say we do start budgeting, we do start looking at our money, and then we're like, oh, what do I do with it? Is there an app that we should be using to help us track things, invest things? Like, What are your suggestions on how we actually take good action?
2: So there are lots of apps that can help you track it, but most of us, our normal banking app can help us track how we spend money now. So it really depends on what our goals are as to what that action step might look like. An action step might simply be setting up different bank accounts and automating your investing and savings so that you don't have to think about it. An action step might be downloading a freebie like my 50-plus ways to find 10K in 12 months and then figuring out what am I going to do this week to find more cash to put towards that goal. An action step might be I'm going to talk to my friends about money. You know, it's figuring out what your action step is unique to your goal. Here's to
0: 2024 being your year for financial success.
1: Let's send a message to corporations about the national inflation level. Let's take a stand. Also, while quiet luxury is about idolizing celebrities, loud budgeting is about the everyday person, the average Joe. So 2024 is all about loud budgeting. Okay, put that dollar in your pocket. Choose a stock that's going to rock it.
0: Thanks for lending us your time today, friends. Appreciate the opportunity to feed your mind. Remember, if there's a new story you'd like us to check out for you, just shoot us an email, thequickie at mamamia.com.au. The Quickie is produced by me, Claire Murphy, along with our executive producer, Callie Borg, with audio production by Tom Lyon.